Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out. Hello. Hello. <laughs> today's today's the twenty third. Uh, by Cole's recommendations or or uh, knowledge, um, I believe he put into Google when spring is in Britain, yes. and it was apparently started on the twentieth. Yeah. Um, that's that's not accurate. And Curry is outraged. I'm outraged. Uh, now, maybe in Canada where they say, oh, only one moose-related death, eh? That's, that means it's spring. Over here, it's we got gales and rain. That's not very springy. It's not That's flying horrible. weather, unfortunately. No. Anyway, tonight uh, you are joined by everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello. Uh, everyone's favourite moustache, Stephen. Cheers. Hello. And everyone's favourite Apparently it's spring. God damn you, you Canadian goal. <laughs> and Jack, who's waited until we've gone live to uh, start eating a Kit Kat. Perfect time. Yeah, don't Jack. you dare. <laughs> yep. Break it off properly. Nail Curry's back. Timing. So that means that I need to do this. I'll kick you out. Oh, oh no. So bad. I'm sorry. Savage. Outrageous. Did you buy that Kit Kat just for that? If you maintain the ratios just so, is there a correct way to eat that fashion curry? Or is it how to be finger by finger? No, it's it's obviously finger by yeah, finger. Gotta... It's not just an OCD thing. It's like you get to enjoy little bar of chocolate by little bar of chocolate. Yeah. It's you wouldn't eat a Twix like that, would you? You wouldn't just unwrap it and stuff both in your mouth. No, I wouldn't. I'd never do exactly. that. I've seen it done There's situations oh. when you don't want the wafer crumbs everywhere. You've got to think about that. Yeah. For any, for, for our audio listeners, I opened a Kit Kat that had four fingers and I randomly took a bite out of them without breaking them individually. And this like an animal. curry. Blasphemy. I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's an exception to the rule with Japanese Kit Kats because they're so damn small. <laughs> And come in interesting flavors. Are those maybe. the green ones? There's yeah, hundreds of flavors of Kit Kats in Japan. Mm. Yeah, it's to do is one it, of the worst. It is to do with. It's not even a good pack. flavor for tea. Yeah, it's something to do with like luck. It has like the same like um, character as as luck. And you buy Kit Kats as presents, and you can write little good luck with the exams and stuff. Hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. As presents go, uh, Kit Kat really says, I was at the petrol station, (laughs) but I was pushed for time, so I skipped the flowers section. Yeah, sounds about right. 
Have you been out flying at all, Stephen? Or have you been daddy doggy? Oh, yeah, we got a little schnauzer. Oh. Which is German colloquial, I understand, for a moustache, but not of the handlebar variety, of the walrus variety. So an, an inverted version of what I, am, I have. And uh, she's just a lovely... Just down. Well, yeah, then it just gets in everything. Uh, she's, a, she's a lovely little schnauzer that we're calling Bob, uh, short for Kate. And uh, yeah, seems to be settling in very well. <laughs> I like the logic on the shortened names there. That works. Mm. Mm. Bob. Bob. Short for Kate. Nice. Mm -hmm. How's everyone else been? Uh, not too bad. I'm in the process of moving and I've had 36 showings in the past 12 days. It's amazing. 36. He literally wants to kill people. And no one's oh, going to no take word. our place. So we're going to have... Is this people coming to see you, or you going to look at other places? No, no, no. People coming to our place while we're home, and oh, 36. thirty-six in twelve days, and they've had one offer, and then, then the one person who was part of the offer is not taking it. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm estimating I'll have about a hundred viewings before I leave this place, and no, and still no one's going to oh take God. it. So, yeah. At least there's two of you there, so if one of you is uh, indisposed, you don't have to freak out. Yeah, it's fine. I'll survive. It's it's annoying, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah, I, you, I have done nothing. No. Do you think the problem is, Cole, that maybe people saw the show and you had that virtual background <laughs> and they're like, that looks like a great place. Let's see it. And they get there. It's like, this is a hovel. I don't like it. I don't know what that, that sounds pretty accurate. That sounds uh, pretty spot on. They're like, wait, this isn't, this isn't what we saw. And that's drawn out. That's it. There's, we there's never enough space this. for a piano in here. <laughs> what were you filming? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The most I have done in the past week is I am building my new apex and I am now currently putting my motors on my ESC, so that's fun. Cool. Yeah. I'm prepping him for his Kiss Ultras, so hopefully he can just plug it in and then go. Yeah, I just want to be fully prepared and get her done. Yeah. How did you find it, Stephen? Was the, was the show okay? Is it reinforced? Yeah, I mean, your... I wanted to know more what was going on under the skin, you know, to know why. But when we started talking about the, there's this thing that tightens up the pits and makes it feel more concentrated or less. Uh, I just wanted to know what was going on with that. And obviously, you get to a point where, with Kiss, because it's based on closed source, you're not talking about the feature anymore. You're talking about the implementation, and it's just a yeah trade secret. Can't talk about that. Which I, I think that's my my biggest sort of frustration. Yeah. You get to a point, you're like, oh, that's really interesting. So what's that doing exactly? Oh yeah, I can't tell you. Oh. I I did watch the show last week, and I was much more convinced having um, listened to the guy. Just you just get the. Um the vibe of what he's doing and what he's what he wants to do and that impressed me more yeah. mm. i still didn't really get why he still called it kiss ultra because it's it's like well we want to do something different to kiss i i wasn't i wasn't clear if he took the code from kiss and made kiss ultra or it's a whole new implementation in which case why did he call it something different well i think he yeah well I, correct me if i'm wrong here jack or if you know better than me but 
I mean, he had a huge part of Kiss originally, right? So it, he's kind of taking what he did and and carrying it on, I guess. But the he's he reckons he's got nine or ten percent in the code. That's what he said on the yeah, show. Yeah, percent left of uh, the right. original yeah. Kiss. And I think, I think the main thing of it is because he was involved with Kiss. I think there's a little bit of he now knows how the sausage is made. So there's going to be whatever he writes is going to maybe, this is me just theorizing that there's going to be, you know, sort of people asking, well, did you get this from Kiss? Is it all completely rewritten? Or he's st- standing on the shoulders of giants and he's got, that that sort of bit that he likes of Kiss, and he's leaving that in there, and he he's doing key things like adding like OSD and everything, and you know it's built on Kiss. I mean, his company isn't named Kiss or Kiss Ultra. He's, he's it's uh, just a trade name, like you said, right? Well, so. I get you. Yeah. It's it's uh, he knows how it works. He's re-implemented perhaps the same stuff, perhaps in the same way or similar way, or perhaps differently, but yeah, kind of similar. And then he's taking it from there. Yeah. yeah, yeah anyway, yeah, like quite, he was I trying to say that. that it was more like Beyond Kiss, yeah. the way he was describing yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I still think it's an odd naming choice, but uh, mm. each to their own. Yeah, I, I'd really like them to be able to make a clean split completely from Kiss. That would be great. I kind of get to a point where where it is its own thing. I think that's going to be very healthy once the project gets to that point. I guess if that is mm. the case, though, then like, where does that leave Kiss? Because dead. Yeah. I mean, where does that leave Base Flight? Yeah, dead. Yeah. yeah, where does that leave Clean Flight? Yeah, you know, stuff just moves on. Yeah, you know, and Kiss. You know, like yeah, Kiss hasn't unless we can get Paul on here. Which I've asked several times. Paul of you know Paul Blake from Kiss. You know. But you know, it's kind of like why are we still talking about Kiss when the last thing we had off them was you know, Kiss V two mm-hmm. and yeah, twenty five what was the last product? Twenty five AMP SEs, I think. This thing right here. Yeah. yeah. Well, the singles, yeah. You know, and... which, which which people probably wouldn't run on anything above a three inch these days. Mm. But twenty five amp. I've got. Oh. Re- yeah, I'm running it on four S at... on a five inch. Yeah, but if you look at racers now, like the Mamba Race F seventy five is very popular. It's nothing below a fifty five amp, really. Yeah. Um, and obviously Six those X. claims are often spurious, and they're not good for the paper they're written on but people are definitely like i've done full throttle punch outs over 100 amps so 25 amp a corner is is just going to be mm. dead on a punch out hazard says he thinks it's the all-in-one huh yeah it could be yeah i don't know but you know we'll i have got i have got a spare um board so if you are curious and you'd like to have a go let me know I was just going to say, I'm curious to to know what it's like to fly outside because I don't think it's happened since <laughs> January something. Yeah, it's been that bad. I think I'm now agoraphobic. 
that's how much I haven't gone outside. I've got a couple of things on my desk that I was flying outside a bit earlier. I've got a little like 2S guy with an AIO. That's a proper AIO. That's everything. You plug a camera into it and the motors and you're done. It's got the receiver, the VTX, everything on there. That's kind of magic. That performs surprisingly well. Um, and then like a, a five inch with HD zero, not HD zero, a uh, walk snail. Yeah. And I'm busy ripping out all my HD zero stuff because I'm just, I think I'm done with that, to be honest, at this point. I think I'm Steve. seeing color theme coming along here, Stephen, where everything has to be yellow. Oh, that's I'm, I'm having something something of a renaissance. Uh, I used used to be a bit. All, everything must be black, and I just got tired of it. So uh, yeah, I just just having a bit of a laugh with everything right now. Well, become anti golf. Why not? Yeah, why not be silly? Too old to care what people think. Have Have you well done, Cole? Keep going. Hey, Do it again. Yeah. Three more times. Um, so, yeah, with, with Fetech and Kiss, I, I like those projects. I, I worry about the bus problem, the classical term in software engineering, like what happens if someone gets hit by a bus. It's it's a very macabre way of stating it, but it, it's real. And I'd love for there to be not just a community around it, but a way of ensuring that if anything, God forbid, happens to anyone who's involved in making and designing that, that their work can live on. And I think that that's one of the aspects that I, I often like about open source with KISS. I, I just hope that can happen, you know? Yeah. So should we suggest that he has to sign into, like, his own repository once a week or it ultimately gets uploaded to GitHub or something? <laughs> I'm not going to say what the guy should do. It's just a concern, you know. It's got a distinct flight feel and a lot of people like it and it would be a shame if, if you know, for whatever reason that vanished. We had a case with Blue Jay recently. Well, I say recently, probably six or eight months ago, where the guy who was originally working on Blue Jay decided to step away, had personal reasons for doing that. That's fine and well. But a lot of the stuff like the, the GitHub repos, the Discord servers, the whole community was linked to him. And he just mm. he just stepped away from it. Um so in, in that case it can be quite a challenge. I've seen that happen with Blue Jay, luckily. We have kind of uh, uh, a couple of guys who took over, uh, Daniel and Chris, who, who are running ESC Configurator and now working a lot on BlueJay. And they're, they're pushing it ahead, but they had to move everything to a new Discord, move everything to a new GitHub. And there's still people who you know crop up on the old Discord and post all sorts of dodgy stuff now and then, and, and no one's admin who can get rid of it. So it's it's a bit of an issue. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly the same thing happened on OpenHD with one guy moving away who seemed to have all the binaries hosted on his personal computer and nobody could rebuild them and they've had to yeah. basically go back and reconstruct it from from base now and try what's and move happened in open hd land because you were tracking that pretty closely yeah I've, I've still got two things ready to go um they have they did the announcement about the new version which is still in beta and it's missing some of the the new bits and bobs this is like the completely rebuilt thing which has a lot more uh native code in it and stuff which people are testing and there's also like a linux um client for it so you can like run it off a laptop on your on your base and stuff yeah i've which heard is, that the client nice. options are much more varied because you used to have a have to have a raspberry pi and it didn't work on other boards right 
That's right. So that they've expanded that. So it's the the Jetson Nano was, I think, one of the ones that's that's official now. Uh, they haven't got like a Windows or, or Mac client, but um, what else? Oh, they were also. I've got a much better implementation of cameras, so it can take basically USB cameras instead of like just this couple of of cameras that worked with the right chipset and w- would do it right. So I think they're there. I, I've not. I've I've got like two models ready to fly using the old version, but I've been away from flying and doing anything with it for so long. I don't know what's. I can't even remember how to fly anything. That's how long it's been. It's very sad. But I did order myself something. Oh, this is this is my big news. We have drum rolly thing um, ordered some rock snail kit. Oh, Ooh. very good. This was it, it was a Curry bit of a fluke because what happened is someone from Walk Snail contacted me while I was on holiday. and said, "I'd love to work with you." I said, "Me too." <laughs> um, well, it's actually Cadex because we we rated Cadex very highly, didn't we? In, in the overall, <clears throat> yeah. And he said, "I'd time. like to send you the um, HD kit." which was mm. the VTX and the camera. And I'm like, that's fantastic. I don't have any goggles. Are you going to give me the goggles? And I'm like, no. Can you not install it on a car or something? I was like, I can. It's not going to work very well because I haven't got any goggles. Mm. And so the, the, the up and short, short story is they, they, they didn't want to give me the goggles, but they said we can give you 30% off the goggles or anything you want to order, which I'm allowed to that's say. Um, and I was like, uh, okay, but I, so I had stuff in my basket, and that very same day, I just happened to go onto YouTube, and the first thing I saw was Painless talking about Walks Now V two. Oh, and it's like what? There's 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 new ones. Quick, empty the basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so <laughs> get that what, low what, light camera. Yeah, what I managed to do is I've ordered um, the goggles and the basic V two um, VTX with the thirty two gig onboard. Um, thingy that works on gyroflow and they're sending me for free as as the review thing the low light camera so the the pro version so i'll have two vtx's to play with and some goggles so i thought put one in a quad put one in a plane try and fly at night if i can go outside it there have been some good days but it's kind of been like oh i'm having to to do something or pip has stolen the car and i can't go out because because Flying for me now is a bit of a palaver. It used to be the case that I could walk ten minutes down the road and have this like empty field, and then they built houses there. So now it's like load up the car, drive for half an hour, walk through the cows, decide which field is is less cowy or less full of maize, and then try and fly there. So it's it's um needs planning now. Yeah, that's what it's been like for me I... uh, living here in Toronto. It's like I can't fly anywhere unless I go for a half an hour drive. So it's Hmm. Yeah, not fun. Well, it's not. It's not that it's not fun. It's just it's a little bit more inconvenient. Yeah, it I just means that. it has to be a bit more planned. Previously, if like if the forecast is bad and then it comes out good, I could quickly charge up a couple of batteries and go out. Nowadays, it's like, oh, the forecast looks good on Friday. I'm charging up some batteries, and then it changes and it's rubbish, and it's like, oh, that's another week. Another <laughs> week of non-flying has yeah. gone. Um, and I've got this really. Really tiny plane that I've been sent, which is so tiny, it's this big. And if you, oh well, what Caroline else? tells me she's flown something similar in about ten miles that an now. Ishin. That's an Ishii one. It's got this little little auto gyro thing, which looks quite good fun. But beyond mm. about, Caroline says ten miles now. In the manual, it says 
uh, five to seven. That's that's the one Miles with the now. very easily detachable propeller, so you don't yeah. chew up the gears, right? But that's the I idea. Hear they're amazing. They look good fun, and it's um, I've I've played with it at home, and you know you flick it on, and you do this, and the little all the surfaces go, and uh, yeah, they look good. But I don't think I've ever been to that field, and it's been as low as seven miles now because it's right on the coast, so wind blows over. So it might just have to be stress tested as long as it's not raining. My shopping cart. I think they're also made by Volantex. It's because Eshin is just a rebrand for whatever's going cheap, right? And so mm. I think it was originally a Volantex thing, and that's now sold. It could be, Eshin. yeah. There's mm. there's a few around, but that looks fun. And I've got um one of the new Zode planes coming. Um, what's it called? The Zode Drift, a Dark Drift, something. It's it's, it's come out before, but now it's coloured in black. So I've got like loads to fly. But I need like a week of not crap weather, and I'm just going to load the car up and sit in the field with the cows and have fun. So I'm fingers crossed that like I'm ordering this new kit on the basis that we will get good weather, and we look forward to it. It's just it's so it it's so much hassle trying to fly in between crap weather. It's like it's just it, it it's not fun going out in mud and rain and cold and no. Just like a you couple of hours because you that. know it's going to be like dash over, try and disconnect the lipo before it catches fire. Yeah, clean the mud out of everything. When I went out for fun and flew that four fifty, and um, I forgot what happened to it, but basically the the camera disconnected and I had to bring it down in the field. That field was so muddy, I almost like sank up to my knees in the mud <laughs> trying to wade through it, and. Um, Hopefully, my brother-in-law didn't see me doing that, making these huge footprints through his through his field because it's like that's my crops ruining. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oops, if there's that <laughs> much to get water in the field. The crops are probably screwed already. <laughs> yeah, that's that was that's my thing as well. But let's see. Hopefully, yeah. I was going to say I'm looking forward to the Walksnail camera. Um, there's two that came out. So there's a V2 Micro 19 mil. And then there's a, a V2 micro low light, which is, I think, marketed as a pro camera. And that's got a Sony StarViz sensor that basically works with very, very low light uh, input and still renders a decent image, albeit with a bunch of noise. Yeah, I... and, and that just looks perfect because one of the problems I had originally with Walksnail was big muddy blur in the UK with indistinct lighting through the autumn. It was just all a big smear. So I'm really hoping that that Starviz sensor is going to pick up the contrast a bit more, not just for nighttime, but for bad days too. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that with the um, the original footage people are getting, and I sort of the the reason I decided to go for this because it was still like um, even with the discounts, it's still over like five hundred dollars worth of stuff. Oh, wow. Thank you, patrons. Um, it's like they're not currently the best. Clearly, a DJI is doing better, but I think they seem much more responsive to what people are telling them and what customers want from them. And hopefully they're going to continue to develop that. I thought I think HD Zero has got promise, but because they're they're really focused towards low latency, that's that's not really my my, my bag. I'm just happy flying and having a, a good picture and I'm not too worried about the latency from that point of view. Also, you've got to ask what what is best? Is it to end up with the best footage after your flight? Or is it to have the best flying experience? I think DJI gives you the best footage after your flight. You've got probably 
the best stabilization because you can just flick a switch and have their inbuilt stabilization instead of trying to tune gyro flow after the fact. And it's got more cinema kind of color grading and contrast to the camera. But when you're actually flying, if you look at a lot of the, the footage, that's going to give you a much darker image. It's going to give you a less contrasty, detailed image. So that can be harder for flying. That can be a worse flying experience. Whereas I think Walksnail, they gave you a better experience when you were flying with a slightly sharpened image and they brought out low light camera. So you're going to have an easier time even on overcast days or flying later. So what yeah, do you think I is mean, best? We cross things. I just didn't want to have to like, oh, okay, you just need to sort this out by first hacking the firmware off of it and putting something else on to make it work adequately. Sounds like mm. a bit of ball lake to me. So yeah, walk snail one there. Yeah, yeah. And people post in there about the polar camera. That was good, but it looks like this um, the Cadex um, Pro camera is going way beyond. Like you, you thought about that the Pro camera, the polar camera being good. Well, compare that to kind of the sort of flying you'd be able to do on an analog Rattel. Think about the sort of light levels you can fly in with that, where you can just barely see the field in front of you and you put the goggles on it's just like oh yeah it's a little bit overcast but off we go <laughs> you know you can see it's, a lot it's more also something for my neighbors to look forward to uh, me wandering around in the dark wearing goggles holding up a quad <laughs> marching around the garden days. yeah you Fun know times. walking through your you know that that little side alley bit on next the alley's to very house. very dark that's so dark yeah and... i remember like, that's the old curry kitten we know and love mm -hmm. the olden days of walking yeah. around and having lots of cameras to test. I know, no good old days. How, how was the mini thing that you got sent? Oh, I was just flying in front of you guys. It was all right, actually. It, it's only a little toy quad, but it costs $15. And as I, as I was saying in my fun review, right um, I, last week I was paying that uh, more than that for a cocktail on the cruise and it's it's the first i thought i'd check it out because a it was so cheap and b it had it had a, a out hold which actually works really well indoors so i could put it up yeah. take my hands off and it would just sort of sit there so i think i think there's various ways of getting into the hobby my my preferred way would be okay you want an fpv you should start out on a sim get yourself a radio learn muscle memory see how yeah. it is to fly then get yourself a nice five inch uh and tune it so it's nice and gentle and start taking it out that way. So the but first people, thing people should do is to buy a £100 radio and learn to configure OpenTX and then plug it into a simulator and learn how to map all the channels. That's the first, perfect. literally the first thing yes. people should well, do. And then there eventually is a be curve. able to throttle up. But, well, I, uh, I was always about... When people first started flying, there wasn't, there wasn't as many sims about and it was a bit hard. But I was also, I was always saying, like, learn how to fly acro. Just tune it very gently yeah. and you'll be good because you'll, you'll understand that you need to keep your fingers moving um, because I've seen, and people argue this all the time, people automatically started out in angle and stuff. And as soon as they try flicking modes around, um, they get confused. They, they, they go back to angle and then the angle fights you and even horizon fights you. And I was like, learn acro, learn acro. Um, Yes, so I, I am all about that. But this this is the very much like if you really want to just dip your toe in or buy something for your 10-year-old, this allows you to fly around the house and um, not screw things up too much. 
it was yeah. it was all right. It was nice just to fly something through the house. That's right. I mean, I could I could just go and get a quad out and fly it around the house, I suppose. But half the time, I've got other people in the house doing conference get calls. Get one of those cine whoops and ca- calmly fly it around the house. <laughs> like, knock even outside, over. a a three inch cine whoop scares the bejesus out of me. It's like you started ten feet away from you, and you just throttle up and you're like jesus it's on top of me where is it and he's like oh it's still over there but it's just so no loud one ever awful. takes the audio off the gopro with those things i swear it's always some <laughs> like nice foley track with like leaves rustling or the wind blowing and you're like that's not that's not the experience at all it's more like that's not it <laughs> and then then you're like oh i wonder if it's, it's going to come back on fire because it's so hot with car- yeah. those little motors carrying all that all that stuff and let's just put a gopro 11 on it because that only weighs about four kilos <laughs> Take the battery off really quick because it's so hot. So you just caned an entire like thirteen hundred mAh battery in like two minutes flat. <laughs> it's coming off boiling hot. Oh, that's crazy. I still, I still didn't understand that. I mean, they were a bit of a fad at the time, but people bought them for the wrong reason. I kept because I reviewed a bunch of them and I kept saying, I don't quite understand why they're here. If you're buying one. You should be filming commercially and not wanting to hurt people. Don't buy this yeah. because you, you think, oh, this is handy. On that. That's It'll not... stop the Sorry. props. For our audio viewers, Jack's showing a picture of someone walking around a football field, and he's got the DJI Cadex Polo, which is doing a fair job, but the uh, Avatar HD Pro next to it, you could see things like the pitch markings and stuff, which are visible on that, and they're not showing up on the Polo, which is nice. It's... Yeah, it's kind of flyable on the polar, and I've I've flown outside with that. You kind of you can tell where the sky is because the horizon lines are visible, but it's a little bit scary when you get close to the ground because you can't figure out quite how close you are to that mass of dark soup beneath you. Whereas I'd feel maybe a bit more comfortable flying uh, flying low with the HD Pro though. You you know um, a camera's doing well when you put the goggles on and you can see more than your naked eyes can see. It's like mm-hmm. this is this is impressive. This is bringing light that you can't see. Of course, it doesn't work in no light. It works in low light. So yeah, there's a limit to it. But the little light that's there will get amplified quite a lot. I mean, you yeah, can see that the, the walk snail's noisier, but it's still giving you more detail, isn't it, at the end of the day? suffering a bunch from YouTube there as well. I can see there's, there's a lot of blockiness, unfortunately. But yeah, the, the graffiti on the wall is a lot more readable than it is. But yeah. you know, one thing that I wondered about it, though, is is it that the camera is really good or is it that the processing is really good? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't... I, I look like... You know, you see, you see, oh, it's so good in low light, but it's it's just a, a, a noisy mess. Well, I think they're just doing processing and they're just bumping up the ISO. They did make a big deal of the Sony sensor they specifically put into this model. Yeah. It was like an uh, eighth of an inch StarViz sensor or something. Yeah, yeah. Sony so, made I mean, that if that it's too. purely ISO, then, then it gets really, really noisy. So it's, it's a combination of, I'm sure, as you're saying, Cole, there's a certain amount of processing going, yeah. but the sensor is, is more sensitive. And can pick the up weirdest part is, is uh, it looks it looks different uh, just on my screens alone because I've got two screens mm-hmm. and I'm sending one to the stream. It looks different, even that's probably well. It might be your yeah. monitor calibration. I don't know. As with everything visual, your mileage may vary. Yeah. You know, 
You've got, yeah. to, you've got to try it you, firsthand. You can see the polar slightly wider, can't you? Mm -hmm. There's uh, it's, it's different lens, angle. perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Right, so mm. Both, both pretty usable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it, you shouldn't fly nice. in no light, like you said. Like you're not going to fly in no light. There's almost no point. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you, Caroline, for sharing that. But that might be something where you could put some nice bright LEDs on the drone and, you know, actually have a decent flying experience, which is, I, I've still got some that was uh, given to us by Menace. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears. All thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Does, does anyone remember the like, you know, big massive torch thing that had like a spotlight of... Hmm. Um, I think torches work less well because you end up just with a circle of IR. visibility and you don't know what's outside the circle until you move. Hmm. There was like the like I infrared IR. Oh yeah, people used to take the IR filters off, didn't they, and then put IR yeah. LEDs on. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a bit easier when you're at altitude as well. Like if you're in a plane or a quad high up, it's it's not too much of an issue flying at night. No, landing's the... interesting though. Yeah, I remember my my one proper night flight I had, and it was the case of. Uh, I was I was in a big slur and I was chasing my other friend and we were sort of out a distance. And when I was coming into land, my friend could see the the LEDs I had on the wings. And I'm coming. I was like, "Is it all right?" Yeah. He goes, "Keep coming, keep coming." And then he suddenly shouted, "Pull up!" Because all he saw is my my lights disappear, and then worked out that I must be behind a tree that was just about to hit. So we had to suddenly pull up and then get over the tree and, and then end. But I had no idea that we were coming towards it. it was very dark indeed terrifying yeah it was but interesting all the same oh i noticed for people running max that uh trip simulator has just added max support so uh, another one oh for i thought that was one. i thought that was um uncrashed had just added mac has, has trip done it as well trip has as well i think um. I i've got a little new oh uncrashed mac os yeah i think because trip uh, released that snow map and they had Mac support with that snow map and yeah it looks like Uncrashed has as well or am I getting confused and I've mixed no no there is a new map that they've both released new maps <laughs> with uh, with Uncrashed we've got a stadium and animated monster trucks which sounds really cool actually it sounds like a lot of fun and then there's some snow level on um on trip have we tried it out yet because you've got both I haven't you yeah, I do have both. They're sitting there in Steam, and uh, they've just updated themselves, so I will have to give it a go. I'm just looking at Steam, and it's downloaded a bunch of updates. Yeah, I haven't, nice. I haven't had a chance to fly since um, since I was in Taiwan. That was the last time I flew. It was in January, so it's it's been a while. I've, I've well, oh, sorry. I was just going to say you did a lot of flying. I think you've had your yeah your allocation for the year I think now. So. That's your quota. Yeah. Oh, we got Marcel off access. Always stoked to see a Canadian on the panel. Hey, local Canadian. How's it going, man? We got some Canadian viewers. Awesome. I think he said he was from Vancouver earlier. Um, so he was flying on the West Coast, which is nice. 
Sweet. It's definitely nicer than Toronto, you've got to say that, yeah. No. Oh, 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 oh Vancouver is nicer than Toronto. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. No, Toronto is... Eh. Cole's saying that because they have better weed. <laughs> I don't even smoke weed <laughs> anymore, uh, very often. Well, it's legal now, you can do what you want. Oh, uh, yeah. I've got to go oh. out to Canada sometime. I've always got sent over to the US on work trips, and uh, never to Canada. I've seen enough of the US to last a lifetime, I think. Yeah. I found it. There was a guy selling these, the IR. Uh, Yeah. And I'm hoping there's no link. Testing out the CL, CJL tech. Oh, this IR sounds familiar. Someone was making us think about this IR-specific camera. Is it, isn't it the Night Eagle 2? Simple as that. The Runcam one. No, no it, it's, it's that black box Oh, on it's top. the module that goes into the GoPro 7. Oh, I see. Interesting. Yeah, hang on. I, I'm just trying to see. Ah, uh, here we go. I found... I found... Get FPV. A, yeah. The CLJ Tech. Yeah. There you go. There was this guy. Yeah. And it had Crazy. like IR LEDs. The IR in an Plus case. provides an extremely bright infrared floodlight with an even wider angle spread of light. Perfect for use with action cameras. It, was it strikes me that. Does it work though? Because it's like, can you project IR light that far? Mm, not usually no i mean yeah you can see here there's kind of halo effect he's got maybe five ten meters in front of the quad and trees are just appearing out of the darkness in an alarming way he's racing but he's able to do that because he's set up a bunch of bright gates to aim for oh here we go yeah we got some i think if he had the gates he would be stuck I'd like to see it in without the gates because this is this this is the idea of this is it works in pitch black because it's providing its own light source. It's putting out IR lights with an IR sensitive camera, so mm. therefore let's see what it can do. This was like back in the day. Not Eagle Two. But yeah, very, very interesting. It's, it's the product I remember. So I got a I got a quick question for everybody. Since I'm in the middle of doing a build, do you guys get super irritated during a build and how finicky everything is, or are you just like, ah, eh, it's fine? Or what's your guys' opinion on on builds? I don't like building that much, and I find it kind of annoying. So what I do, I set myself little little micro goals. Like I'm going to do this bit, like this session, and the next bit that session, yeah. and do little chunks at a time rather than just sit down and try and do everything. Yeah. Because uh, I don't like it. Yeah. And I it always sit. starts out very, very tidy and becomes increasingly bad as I go. Mm. Yeah, the more, yeah, the more you, the more time you spend at once, the worse you're, you know, you're just like, oh, I want to get this over with, right? Yeah, you, you get, mm. you, you get project fatigue. Yeah. 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 You know, and I, I kind of get around that by, um, just, yeah, like just doing certain bits when I feel up to it, because I've also got the whole thing of I get disturbed quite easily when I'm in the middle of stuff from going to the toilet. Mm. 
all the time. So I have to have quite a good memory on how stuff goes back together or where I exactly was. I take to... a while to G myself up and get in the mindset for it. But once I start, I tend to sit for like six or eight hours and just make everything perfect. I wish I could do that. Yeah, Marcel saying... I like dr- tape the motor wire down, cut the motor wire to length, get all the ESC stuff done to start with, test the ESC, flash the ESC, and then get the FC on there, get the FC up and running and start putting peripherals on it usually get the receiver on there first and then the vtx and then i'll add gps at the end yeah that's about it well you haven't got to do it all in one what i did with this one is i put the frame together i think maybe like a couple weeks ago i like put the camera in just because i thought okay whatever it's easy just chuck it in with the plates um and then if the plates stay stuck I always hate turning it upside down. The camera just falls out. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that issue, which is kind of nice. That's that's what I think. That's what happened to me on when I went out and flew with you, Stephen. Went to fly that success, and obviously the camera had come, you know, fallen out and unplugged itself just enough to not yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the digital systems where the camera's always like plugged in with the most fragile wire. I always get worried about that. And I'm like, I'm going to put it in last. And then I have to manage to get that fragile wire strung between the front of the quad through the flight stack into the back. So I often end up like, oh, God, right. I'm just going to take the ESC and everything off and then run the the wire under the ESC where it can take the shortest path between the VTX and the camera. So I've got a bit of slack for moving the camera. Yeah. I have uh, completely Curry? dismantled quads after them. Hello. You're good at reading. I'm so sorry, Stephen. I oh, so Marcel off Axis FPV says, I love building as long as I have time to plan it out and buy the right, part, the right parts. Dry fitting mm-hmm. the parts is super key before you sell that. Mm, that is Get good. them out of the box, put them on the frame, look at them, think... Is that going to reach? Yeah. <laughs> and that point, order any extra connectors and cables if if it's not going to work. Like with the DJI stuff, they supplied a 12-centimeter cable, and there are some frames where you need a 13-centimeter cable. And so you had to like get, unplug that 12 one, and there was a 14-centimeter one you could order, and that was just perfect. But yeah, what? you would be screwed if you waited till the last possible moment for that. Yeah, I ran into that yesterday. I was putting the XT60 on my ESC. I was like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. It'll be great. And then I just I trimmed it like a centimeter, or like not even a centimeter, like half a centimeter too short on the, one, on the positive lead. I was like, oh, f-. And I have to like... I had to mm-hmm. remake the XT60 lead, or the positive lead. I had to, you know, find some wire, scrap it, and put it all together. And he harvested a balance. Yeah, board, I harvested some. So he's like committed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Stephen, do you want to read this one out? I was just going to say, speaking of of hacking, I I decided to do a little project work here. Let's uh, just solo me. Yeah. So uh, I. I've been messing around with headphones and I decided to make these old Grados uh, pluggable. So I put like a 2.5 mil jack in each side. That's been my latest little little doodah. Nice. Yeah. So I have been doing soldering, but just not FPV stuff. Right. So Brandon Beans, I set aside one or two days for customer builds and about one to two weeks for my own builds. 
I'm really finicky when it's for me, and I just repeat what I've done for others pretty much. Yeah. I mean, if you know it works, then why bother questioning yourself, yeah. right? Numskull FBV. I had to resolder someone's first quad build the other week, and they were amazed at how shiny and clean my balls were. <laughs> um, there you are. Can... <laughs> and how was your soldering? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Lots of flux. Uh, uh... Lots of flux is key. Yeah, I may have some bills coming up. One of my um, one of my old flying friends is reducing his fleet somewhat, so he's asked me if I want a bunch of his stuff. So amongst that is uh, a skipper, which uh, is a plane that um, it's a wing you can take off from the water. But he's also got his old tricopter there, and I was wondering, oh, should I convert my tricopter and try see what happens when you put modern stuff on it? But it's got too many, too many important memories it's too nostalgic so i thought oh i can just use his <laughs> when he when he gives that to me and uh, see what happens if we put like triflight on it and a digital servo and other stuff will it will it fly will it still fly nice or is the whole tricopter thing just the, the old rose tinted spectacles i spoke to david and i said like you know do i need Happy to birthday to david from on? yeah I, and um you know, I was like, do I need to stick deroning on or whatever? And he was just like, just stick normal beta flight. It flies so much better than any. So apparently, tri flight isn't a thing. Um, oh, that's the, the, the tricopter, tricopter mixer works just fine. Just enable the extra yeah. servo and off I, you go. Wow. I think with the braking uh, and everything and the notch. And with the uh, all... with a standard PID controller rather than like three different experimental options for PID controllers that you had to try for yeah. yourself, yeah, that'd be interesting because we're still talking about ten inch props, which beta flight usually isn't particularly great on. People are flying cine lifters on those with like ten kilo cameras, so it can do ten inch props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, it's very much five inch, isn't it? People are flying those big Hollywood, like proper 4K and 6K cameras that weigh a couple of kilos at least, and uh, some people adding like a full gimbal arm on that as well. So yeah, it, it could do it. It's just going to be outside of the normal five-inch tuning envelope. So be prepared to uh, scratch your head and think about things for a little while. Oh, I don't like thinking about things. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brain. It's too old. Yeah. Well, I'll just run Emu flight then. You should be fine. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I have I haven't I haven't tuned anything in beta flight for like years and it's all changed and it's got I think, these funny filters. Yeah, I think for curry as well is that you know like the it's surprising what an adaptive filter and braking ESCs do. Gives you a if lot you're of still free. flying it with the old ESCs, then yeah, maybe no, we, think we've got to take the, the ESCs away. We're still gonna fly it with DT seven fifties. Because it's it's a tricopter and it's mm -hmm. going to have wooden arms, but we'll update modern ESCs that can run D shot. We'll put a, an up to date flight control on it, um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, mm -hmm. get RPM filtering into the mix, so you've got that adaptive filters. Your flight controller knows how fast the props are spinning. It can cut out all those resonant peaks from the resonance of the motor spinning. It's much better. We'll see. Anyway, I've there's, got I've got to collect all this stuff. There's there's less to it than when you started out. It's just in different places. 
it's all, it's all filtering instead of PIDs. PIDs was easy. It's just like change that one, change that one, do that one. The Done. filters are pretty straightforward. You, you you start out with your PIDs at default. You turn down feed forward, turn down your DMAX so everything is just predictable. And then you just start cranking up the filters until it misbehaves and then back it off a notch. That's it. There That's, is still um, room to pitch for auto-tuning. Will it ever come back? Was auto-tuning in clean flight that once? Yeah, and it was shocking. It was amazing. I used to, I, I remember, mm. I think well, I've got nice. a video about it, and you put it up there and you hit tune and the quad goes, and it goes Whoa. that, and it goes that, and it does this for a while, and then it drifts away <laughs> down the field <laughs> while it's doing this. And then, mine, then you've got to get it back sh- to do this. And I, I mentioned Oh, hang on. I was just going to say, I managed to get it done where it did the forward-backwards stuff, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to save the pigeon, and I'm going to fly it, and it flew like a bag of shit. It's like worse than the defaults. It was. It actually detuned itself so badly. What What was your thing, Jack? Mine shook violently and then just <laughs> took up and then flipped over and then just sucked itself into the ground mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. smashed that's the risk. The but by saying auto tune, you're automatically telling people to stop thinking, and that's a dangerous request to make when people have got like potentially damaging electronics to play with. You want to get the brain fully engaged before you do that. I'm not saying stop thinking. I'm just saying some of this stuff should be automated because it knows. Yeah. I mean, if it, it, it kind if of knows. Like, that's weird. I'm shaking. I should. I should do something about that. What should I do? I think that's kind of the idealist take on it because the reality is you end up with people who instead of actually learning how to build something watching some videos and doing it properly just throw together any bag of crap and then hit the auto-tune button and then complain when they like chop the end off their finger or something well it works for singing you just hit auto-tune it's all (laughs) fine so it can work for quad design yeah yeah, well so yeah speaking of auto-tune so on camera gimbals like there's a dji camera gimbal and uh Basically, it has an auto-tune feature, but yeah, when, when you use that feature, it, it sucks. Like, the gimbal is not, it doesn't look like it's floating afterwards. You have to manually do it, like. And they know that gimbal. That's a single model that they've had in their labs, and they've made sure the auto-tune works on it. If you put auto-tune on some random bag of bits that someone's bought off Banggood, yeah. what's going to happen? <laughs> here's, here's what I miss. And when you guys did the, the last bit of the... Um comparing brands when I had to leave early and I'm just about to leave early again. One thing you missed off when you talked about Immersion RC was the range of Vortex Copters and their pre-tunes that they put in there were so perfectly done. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, more people are building them than making uh, yeah. RTFs, but there, there's a real spot for people to have an RTF which is just tuned perfectly out the box and has a couple of alternate tunings for people that would be amazing this looks like a really i think those are out there you know if you look at the big names uh which would be in this day and age i guess diatone iflight iflight pretty much nailing it time and time again for bind and flies now you can go and get the iflight commander radio you can buy the iflight bind and fly and and you're, you're there, right? You need oh, your goggles. They're, they're doing well. It. Holy Bro do very well. iFlight do mm. very well. Just nothing was quite tuned. I mean, it was celebrity tuning. You had the yeah. Final Glide Oz tuned, 
uh, and that was that was exceptional. That that quad was really good. I still I still like that the the Mojo Two Thirty. I've got around. Anyway, I've got to I've got to get off. But my last week of despairing early. I'll leave you guys to finish off. It's lovely Bye. to have you back. Thank you. Good to see you, man. Sorry for the Kit Kat. So we've had some people talking about WTFOS in the chat, Brandon Beans and uh, Nums and others. And so for, for those who are not in the know, if you've had DGI for a couple of years, you've probably had to deal with this because DGI kind of stopped bothering to even kick the can down the road on their FPV system before 03 came out. And so if you wanted anything done, you, you needed to use this WTFOS. Um, and, and that was a system that shortcutted a lot of the hacking and routing and updating that you could do on the DGI system. And, and it did it through the Chromium browser. So anything that's Chrome-based, whether it's Chrome itself or Edge, they've got the same browser guts. And everything except the iPad and iPhone versions of those products, it works. You plug in via USB, and just the same as if you use ESCconfigurator.com connect, it's going to say, I've detected a thing. You pair it, and off it goes. There's a big root button. It tells you blah, 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 done. And then you install WTFOS, which goes blah, 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 done. And then you've got the option to install a whole load of little packages, which give you things like the HDOSD, gives you automatic um, recording and some overrides for bitrate and other tweakables that you weren't able to get from DJI. Um, so, so that's the long and the short of it. And they've just updated this system last week. Uh, the update consists of moving some stuff that was advanced options that you had to go in and type command lines, moving those into the GUI and giving them nice friendly names, which pretty much puts a bow on the whole WTFOS body of work. So now it's super easy to, to go and do that. I think they've also got some OSD overlay stuff. So if you have your OSD recorded, um, you can take the DVR and you can lay that back on using an online tool processes the video view. So that's the deal. That's cool. Do you nice chrome it out? Very helpful. Hmm? Do you chroma key the, the overlay out or is it transparent? It doesn't chroma key it. it so it, it gets the video and then it, it knows what commands were sent to the OSD display and it just records that stream of OSD commands and then like replays them, creates the text ah. and overlays it onto the video. Yeah. Nice. It's oh, pretty sophisticated. It means that the, the files are editable and they're not gigantic. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's recommended. Oh yeah, I'd say if you're running anything but the O3 system, it's it's essential. I really wouldn't try and fly it. And and I wrote that beta flight hack to to get extra data in the craft name field a while ago but since wtfos has been out there i'm just using that instead it gives you so much more it looks so much nicer you can swap around all the fonts and things and you can have fonts with colors in them it just looks awesome so you know when your battery is low the indicator is going to go red and start pinging at you it's it's just great it's really useful mm. I'm an old analog boy, so I uh Yeah. Yeah, same here. I you got Curry's abandoned me. To to Caroline Tyler, it, it actually uses this web protocol called Web USB. So that's part of the 
Chromium Chrome underlying framework. So that's why it why it works. It's uh, it's not Windows specific. It's a, a Chrome API. That's cool. Yeah. It's well, a same thing, thing. is um, I believe the Giz Ultra oh, yeah. connects web to a web and as Caroline points out, it can generate it over the video from the goggles, but you can overlay um, onto the HD video as well, which is nice. That's cool. Mm. So if your video started recording and you're able to sync up to the start of the flight, then yeah, put yeah, it on your GoPro. I'm sure, yeah, I, I remember like that's how Andy RC done it. So that's why I asked about the Chrome. Chrome. Yeah, he did a little teaser ages ago, didn't he? But he was able to mm. render that and then chroma key it on. It, it looks so much nicer than the native DJI stuff. And um, with the O3 system, you get that functionality, but it's kind of uh, not quite there yet, where the text is gigantic and it's not as sophisticated as the version that's out with WTFOS. So... Even now, DJI is still trying to catch up. I'm pretty sure they will, but, you know, we're waiting. Right. That, by the looks of it, is all we have time for. Uh, this show, you've been listening to Let's Drone Out, is uh, sponsored and supported by all our lovely Patreons. You guys rule. Um, we'd be screwed without you guys. You guys are the you best. Keep the show rolling. And your names. Yep. And the names should be all scrolling past. Um, Thank you, lovely Patreons. If you're an audio listener, please consider joining the Patreon. That is where the editor cuts it out and makes it all nice so it can be safely played at your workplace or in the car (laughs) your other Mm -hmm. family members. Um, And we're torturing them. but we're live every Thursday from 8 till 9 p.m. UK time. Don't forget, we will have daylight savings this uh, Sunday. So we will now be an hour earlier next week. Oh, and if anyone has any suggestions for guests, give us a shout. Yeah. Email suggestions to letsdroneout at gmail.com. Yeah. Or um, just stop by Discord and shout at us. Yeah. Uh, the link for Discord is available on our page. On letstrohout.com. Yeah. Um, you've been joined by everyone's favourite moustache, Stephen. Cheers. Bye-bye. Uh, everyone's favourite curry kitten, who's left early. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> everyone's favourite Canadian Cole. See ya. How's the soldering going, Cole? One last glimpse of that. Yeah, so yeah. I... Uh, let's see. Uh... One side down. Almost getting there. Right. Look at those shiny balls. Oh, my word. Yep. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me get some light on it. There we go. There's some shiny balls. Oh, my word. Yeah, you can really see the sheen on those balls yeah. now. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Good work. And I've been, I've been bright until I fly. Thank you, guys, and good night. Bye. Tony will appreciate that. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Telemetry lost.